Welcome to the Chamber Buzz with Bobby. I'm Bobby Vandenbalk, Member Services Director with the Exeter Area Chamber of Commerce. In our podcast, you will learn how people got their start, what brought them to the Exeter area, and how they would like to be remembered. We'll give you a unique look into the lives of the people that make up our community. And as you know, we always say, people are going to do business with people they know and trust. So let's get started getting to know this person behind this business. And I, my guest today is Matthew Charlotte from uh, Flyby Cafe. He is the owner chef, and they are located at 161 Water Street in Exeter. Matthew, welcome. We're so excited about having you be here today. It's great to be here, Bobby. I love it. Hey. I know I have eaten at Flyby a few times, and um, I always have had such a hard time deciding on what I'm going to eat because everything is so delicious and the oatmeal cookies are just to die for. Mm -mm, they are good. <laughs> Thank you for making it so difficult in um, making choices on uh, what I'm going to have there. Uh, Matthew, please tell us a little bit about who you are, Flyby Cafe, Cafe and Takeaway, and the services that you offer. Well, Bobby, we've been the owners, my wife and I, of Flyby for seven months now. We opened in April, and we uh, we bought the place from the old Billingsgate Deli, and we're just trying to keep alive the tradition that he had there for over 30 years. Craig Leach was the owner there to uh, just provide a place where the community can come and mix and enjoy good food and uh, have great service and just be welcomed by us because we're we're in it for the community and we love what we do. It's a great place and I love the whole theme of the flyby and the, the capturing the incident in Exeter and it's a really cool the murals on the wall are, are just they're just fun and I think you 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 both have done such a great job at bringing that spirit of um, the incident um, mm -hmm. into the restaurant as well. So right, we try and we try and have fun with it and uh, it has a little bit of a retro sci-fi feel and I think people enjoy it. It's just kind of quirky and different. Absolutely. And we even have a little blurb on the wall of what happened with the the incident with uh, I'm sorry, uh, Muscarello. Norman Muscarella, that's his name, in 1965. Yes, yes. Uh, but, but you know, our main thing is that we just really into high quality food and making people happy. And we know everybody's name that comes in and hey, Bill and hey, Rob, and we know what they order and just being super consistent, not just with the good service, but with the food, <clears throat> with the food always being on point. And um I'm trying to make it interesting and big flavors. Um, we don't get too big because you have to the palate of we have to look at the palate of the neighborhood and sure. people like fairly mild food. So we the only thing super spicy is our chili, chili, and that's not even super spicy. But people love the chili. That's our biggest selling soup and the tomato basil soup. I love it. That's great. And which I've had both, and they're both delicious. Absolutely. Mm. So let's start getting to know a little bit about you, Matthew. Did you grow up locally? I actually grew up in Texas, in Austin. And, uh, I, but since then, yeah, I went to high school in Austin. And since then I've lived in California and in New York City, but I've lived in New England for the past 16 years. And I, I love it. We live in Amesbury. We've been living in Amesbury in the same condo for 13 years now, my wife and I, her name's Karen. 
And uh, we just love the area. And I feel like Exeter is in a way part of my town because <clears throat> it's only 18 minutes down Market Street or 150, whatever you want to call it. And uh, it all seems like part of the same community. It's all seacoast and the people are just great in Exeter. They've been very welcoming to us. And uh, we just feel like they've adopted us already or Exeter has adopted us as, a, as their new child and we're enjoying it. Yay, I'm so happy to hear that. So Matt, um, Matthew, what was, um, what was your, your parents' background? Um, did your mom and dad come from big families? What were their first names? Uh, my dad, my mom and dad have passed away, unfortunately, missed them. Sorry. My, it's hard. And uh, my mom was Susan, my dad was Michael. And he was a lawyer and uh, he eventually became a, the dean of the University of Texas Law School in Austin. Wow. And my mom had a career in nursing and she eventually went into the law too. So uh, they, were, they were pretty smart cookies, what can I say? Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, and I, I, have a sister, I have a sister that lives in Houston with her family. And uh, so it's a pretty small family right now. Uh, but we, we all always got along and I get along great with my sister. Oh, that's so nice. I know. <laughs> so did your, did your dad have a big family? Or was he an only child? Uh, he had, he had one sister too. So, uh, there haven't, haven't been a lot of, uh, large families in our family. Okay. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm assuming that your mom was just a small family as well. She came from a small family too. I love it. I love it. Now, where was your dad? Was he the oldest or the youngest? He was the youngest. Aha. Uh -huh. And what about your mom? She was the youngest too. Isn't that interesting? I'm uh -huh. intrigued with that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's great. So your dad, he went from being an attorney to being the dean at the university. Well, he was only a he was only attorney, an attorney briefly. Uh, he was a law professor for 30 years at the University of Texas Law School. It's his way up to the deanship. And he was dean there for eight years. So he had a nice illustrious career. I love it. It sounds it sounds awesome. Oh yeah. And I forgot that he uh, he helped found the Peace Corps back in the 60s. He was one of the he was a lawyer on the Peace Corps team. Wow. And to, he went to Nigeria and different parts of Asia, and he said he, he had a very interesting life, definitely. He certainly did. He, what a fascinating man. Yeah, yeah, he was. Oh, I love that. <laughs> that is so cool. I, I can only imagine the stories that he, he could tell. Um, yeah, yeah, he was, a, he was a good raconteur. He could tell a good story, and he had, <laughs> he had seen a lot of the world. Oh my gosh. Now, was your mom, did your mom travel with him? No, they didn't allow for that. Uh, yeah. Brief, brief, uh, there was one trip they made to Australia where she got to be a part of that for a few months. I don't know why they made an exception for that one. I think it's because he had to be there for so long. Oh. Well, so she, did get, she get, did get to go on that adventure. Well, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So are you the oldest in your family, Matt? No, I'm the youngest. I, my, my sister's three years older. Aha. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Okay. So tell me, what was a typical day in, what was a typical day like at your house growing up? Typical day. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, well, when I was really little, we would uh, walk to school, 
because we lived right down the street from the elementary school. And, uh, and you know, do all the stuff kids do, ride their bikes around the neighborhood. And we lived kind of in a slightly rural area. And so you could go down to the creek. And it was nice in those days because as long as you got back by dark, no one would worry about you. You could just go out and play and, you know, play act and cowboys and Indians and go down to the river. And it was just great. I think it was a good childhood. It's amazing how different it is now. I mean, I grew up in the same kind of rural area and, you know, we would leave our house at eight o'clock and in the, in the morning and, and, you know, <laughs> as we were back at dinner time. Yeah. Yeah. Go anywhere we wanted. It was really, yeah. it yeah. was uh, no, no, no self, no cell phones. Exactly. It's your imagination. A lot of imagination for sure. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. So tell me a little bit about your school. Uh, where'd you go to school? Uh, well, in Austin, we lived in the area of Austin called the Hill Country. So it's west of Austin and uh, it was, it's a beautiful area. It's, it's dry, of course, because most of Texas is, um, but, but it's got some rolling hills and it's a little bit scrubby, but it's very green. And uh, what can I tell you? Um, the people are super friendly, get the whole political spectrum. So there was tons of live music because at that time, Austin was just exploding with live music and it still is. Yes, so, it is. Yeah, so we would, we would go see live music all the time. When we were in high school, we would sneak into different places to see music and nobody bothered us. And it was fun. It was, it was an interesting time. You know, there was, there was still a lot of creativity in the air. So I have a couple of, let me, what kind of music do you like, Matthew? I like I like a huge spectrum, um, but I do listen to a lot of Americana, folk, um, Bob Dylan, and then I get into some more edgy things. Um, I do uh, I, so some some contemporary country, but more of the old time country, and uh, lots of rock and roll, of course, with the Stones and the Beatles and classic things like that. I listen to a little bit of rap music, not a lot, nothing too hard edged. <laughs> But I do like to stay, have my finger in the contemporary pot a little bit. Exactly. No. You want to stay current a little you bit. Try. <laughs> you try. You try. But it's a, the music's such a huge thing. You know, it's a. Well, music in Austin. Wow. I mean, Austin is like uh, the next Nashville, really. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It's, it's huge. They are, they're doing such a great job there. Um, mm -hmm. I, I just can't. I, I'm envious of, of that kind of uh, environment. Uh, it, would, mm -hmm. it would be a great place to grow up just musically. Right, right, but it's changed a lot. When we moved there, we moved there from Maryland in 68. I didn't tell, when I went to elementary school, we lived in Maryland because my dad had to be near Washington DC to be in the Peace Corps. So I, I moved to Austin in second grade. Wow. Uh, so when we moved to Austin in 1968, there were only 200,000 people in Austin. And now it's over a million. So it just exploded. So now there's now the traffic, people complain about the traffic constantly. So it's not the, it's not a small town anymore. <laughs> Big city. And you said your sister's in Houston? She's in Houston, which is, that's a huge city. Yeah, no, really big. What's the difference? How, what's the time travel between Houston and Austin? Uh, it's about uh, an hour and a half by car. Okay, so it's not it's not huge. Doable. Yeah, maybe two two hours sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's totally doable. <laughs> Depending on the traffic, for mm -hmm. sure. 
So tell me a little bit about where you've got your background um, in, in the restaurant uh, food industry. Well, I've had a lot of jobs in my life and a lot of them were in the restaurant business cooking. And I'd never been a chef before, but in 2008, my wife and I opened a restaurant in Portsmouth called the Wellington Room. And uh, that was a 32 seat fine dining place. And uh, that was a labor of love for sure. We, uh, we put out a lot of great meals and made a lot of people happy. We had a lot of anniversaries and wedding receptions, birthdays, you name it. So uh, we, we, we did a lot of entertaining there. It was very fun. So that was uh, down on the water. If you know Portsmouth, it's uh, above the river house and Harpoon Willies on the river there. It's a really nice location. A great location. Absolutely. Yeah. Act a very and what a great reputation you had. Um, wow. Thank when you. The was open. You guys did an amazing job. Um, I, I've never heard anything but great uh, reviews. So yeah, well, we put our heart into it, and and so what we're doing now is a continuation of that. I feel that, uh, but uh, on a different scale. It's a uh, sorry, my my cat's getting into something. Uh, <laughs> um, we. Uh, um, so we still go for that super high quality all the time. It's just now it's more soups and sandwiches and prepared foods. Like recently we did chicken piccata to go and we've done shepherd's pie to go. And we try and do classics like that, that people, people enjoy and come back for. And uh, point being that uh, it, it's a, even though it's a completely different kind of restaurant, there's the cats, cats scratching up a cardboard box. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can hear it out there in radio land. Um, back to the point is that <clears throat> we had we wanted to get away from those hours because it was all dinner and we were staying up till 12, 1, 2 o'clock in the morning and not as young as it used to be. So we wanted to get into lunch place, which was what we did. And um really happy with the transition to that. That's great. Restaurant yeah. business for that reason, it is early, early day, late night, and it's you know, six and seven days a week, you have to be so committed to it. And it, 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 it's hard after you do it for a number of years mm -hmm. to keep up that commitment. It's, it's, it is, it's, it can be all consuming, but yeah. anytime I feel sorry for myself for working too hard, I just remind myself, I love to work for myself. <laughs> I, I totally understand. Totally understand. So Matthew, what was your very first job? Ooh, my very first job was actually washing dishes at a restaurant in Austin. <laughs> uh, it was, you know, the Austin summers, it's 110 degrees and you're scrubbing wow. some pans in the steam. <laughs> I got yeah. my taste of it. Uh, those were the days. Yeah, those, yeah, those were the days. Yeah. Thank gosh you were young and uh you you could you could move move through that. Oh my sure. god. I can't yeah. even imagine. Can't even imagine. So Matthew, what did you take from that very first job with you throughout the years to other positions that you held? Probably just toughness, physical and mental toughness, which you, you have to have a lot of, you know, in any job, not just the restaurant business. So, you know, learning to push through and go past your, what you thought were your limits, that sort of thing. That's a good thing to take with you. It's a good, that's a very good lesson to learn. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, a, it's, yeah. not, it, it's not always going to be easy, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So what is it about the restaurant industry that 
in, that interested you? Uh, what mm -hmm. what made you stick with it and mm -hmm. continue on in that yeah. profession? I, I, re I really enjoy cooking. It uh, it's very sensual, and you use all your senses when you do it, and the aromas and the challenge of learning new techniques. You know how to how to chop a vegetable properly, how to how to braise meat properly, and all those things are fun for me and engaging. And uh, then when we opened the Wellington Room in 2008, then I got more into the hospitality part and I learned how to entertain more. You know, even though I was still the chef in the kitchen and doing all that work, um, I still had to I would have to come out and meet people, and I could see that I was making people happy with what we were doing. And my wife is the ultimate host, hostess. So, um, so yeah, so it started out as a love of cooking and then it segued into the full entertainment part and hospitality. I love that. That's great. So I'm gonna, um, we're gonna kind of move into current. So um, I know that you, you've talked about your wife. So you are married and mm -hmm. your wife's name is Karen. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like She's involved in the restaurant as well. Mm -hmm. um, she's, she's the she's the front of house, the face of the front of house. Uh, I, I hide a little bit in the back, but because <laughs> she's she's more personable than me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, chefs tend to be they they tend to like to be in the background a little bit. That's what I. Think. I hear. A lot of them have big egos and they're out front extroverted, but I think just as many, if not more, are a little more introverted and shy. Yes, I agree with you with that. And I know that you told us that you do live, you do live locally um, on the seacoast. Um, mm -hmm. Live in Amesbury. Yeah. So my last question in this first segment is <clears throat> where do you see yourself personally and professionally? in the next 10 years? Hmm, personally and professionally. Do you play acoustic? Play acoustic and electric. Oh my gosh, that's great. Now, where do you play? We want to come and listen. <laughs> we play at the drummer's house. Aha. Uh -huh. So it's, so 10 years from now, we can expect to see you out and about um, on stage somewhere. <laughs> you know, you know. It's possible. It's possible. Maybe, maybe you'll maybe you'll see me at an open mic. <laughs> I love it. Well, we would love to have you uh, perform at some of the chamber events. Mm. Oh. That would be fun. Wouldn't that be fun? Oh, for sure. What kind of music do you tend to try and gear? Um, well, when I play the acoustic guitar, probably mainly just playing folk music and maybe some pop songs. I, I'm really uh, Drawn to Tom Waits, he's one of my favorite songwriters, and Paul Simon. And then, but then, you know, with the electric, I'll play some Wilson Pickett, like in the Midnight Hour, or wow. some Rolling Stones. You know, and try just try and keep the rhythm and get it right. Nice. Oh my gosh. Now, how long have you all been playing together? Uh, well, we played together for about a year before COVID, and then we had to take a break, and so now we've just started again. Good for you guys. Well, good luck with that. It sounds really fun. Thank you. Yeah, it is fun. And it works. It, it, it's still working a, 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 the creative part of your brain just in a different aspect other than. For, oh, for sure. Definitely. And, and I just enjoy making progress in whatever I'm doing. And definitely 
you put in the work on a musical instrument and you get the rewards really quickly. Nice. Com completely commensurate with uh, the hours you put in, so. I love it. Oh, that's so great. I, I had no idea. So thank you for sharing that. I really oh, for appreciate sure. it. So Matthew, thank you for um, sharing of your life with us. Um, we're gonna move into our second segment. And this is where I ask each guest the same 10 questions. All right. Are you ready? Ready. Okay, the first question is, what is your favorite word? Love. Oh, I like that. What is your least favorite word? Bigotry. Mm, well, I agree with you there. What makes you just laugh out loud? A belly laugh. <laughs> uh, let's see. Thinking, thinking through belly laugh, probably old Mel Brooks movies. Oh, oh. Like Blazing Saddles and Frankenstein. I like that stuff. Those are, those are good movies for sure. And if you can't laugh through those, you really don't have a sense of humor. That's true. <laughs> what makes you just really sad? Absolutely breaks your heart. I love uh, beautiful acoustic guitars playing uh, interesting, interesting melodies. I was going to say, if, if it's not the sound of a guitar, I'm, I, I would be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> right? I think most people love the guitar. Exactly. What noise or sound just drives you crazy? Hmm. Probably children screaming. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have any, we don't have any kids, but when I'm around other people that have kids and they start screaming that high pitched sound, I think, wow, I don't know if I could have taken it if I had had kids. <laughs> I guess they get used to it. I guess, yeah, I guess. But it does have a decibel. Uh, whew, it can really shriek, can't they? Mm -hmm. Okay, Matthew, this is the question where I'm going to have you mute yourself when you give the answer. And the question is, what is your favorite curse word? And now you can mute yourself with the answer. <laughs> and you can come back on. You know, it is so great. You can unmute yourself now. All right. There you go. It is so interesting that I can read your lips when you say these, these words. Um, and um, it, it's always very interesting to see what people's favorite curse word is. So <laughs> thank you for sharing that with us. Oh, for sure. <laughs> what profession other than, uh, other than your own would you like to try? Uh, it's probably too late but definitely being a musician. Oh, it's never too late. Come on. <laughs> that sounds like it's, uh, it sounds to me like it could be a possibility. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it out there as a possibility. Even, <laughs> I guess, you know, I'm, I'm already somewhat of a musician. Um, I don't know, you don't have to make it a career, I guess, to be a musician, right? You can just do it. Right, exactly right. What profession other than your own would you, uh, I'm sorry, what profession would you not want any part of? Just absolutely, I will never do that. Probably house cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> does, that, does that mean that you would be a, a, a not so good house cleaner or? I would be a very, very reluctant one. <laughs> I, do, I, I do enough cleaning at the restaurant. And oh I wanna, gosh, oh, yeah. So, um, 
we, we keep our place pretty clean at the restaurant. So I are very clean, I should say. So I, I can see doing more of it. <laughs> and my last question for you, Matthew, is what would you like your legacy to be? How would you like people to remember you or what would you like them to remember about you? I would like them to remember that I gave it my all and that people remember somebody that cared. Been a wonderful time sharing this this time with you, and uh, I just really enjoyed getting to know you better. Um, is there anything else, Matthew, you would like to share with us prior to leaving? It's been uh, in in addition to being a pleasure to own the restaurant and be in Exeter with the public. I've enjoyed being a member of the Chamber of Commerce, and I think you guys are doing a great job and keep up the good work. Oh well, thank you, thank you so sure. much. You're welcome. You will see me soon in, in the restaurant for lunch or for something to take away. Great. Um, so I want to thank you again for being my guest and giving us the opportunity to get to know you a little bit better. It's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank our listeners. Uh, we appreciate you joining us today. And for now, you can find our podcast on the Exeter Area Chamber website, www.exeterarea.org. This is Bobby Vandenbalk, Member Services Director with the Exeter Area Chamber, signing off. Please join us next time for the Chamber Buzz with Bobby. Bye, Matthew. Have a great day. Thank you, Bobby. Be well. The Chamber Buzz with Bobby is built and distributed through Anchor by Spotify. This podcast is produced by the Exeter Area Chamber of Commerce. To learn more about the Chamber, visit exeterarea.org.